everyone. This is Karen Jackson, and uh, you are now listening to Chat with Sandy and Karen. Our guest today is Mel A. And uh, at Banguli, uh, the Twitter handle, honestly, the Twitter handle is what caught my eye years ago, and I thought, I didn't want to talk to that person. So we may have to talk about her Twitter handle. Um, but Mel, welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> How are you Thank doing? Thank you. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be here. I mean, your podcast is pretty cheerful. You know, it's like one of those ones you can just, I mean, I subscribe to this channel I'm in and I randomly get notifications. I'm like, oh, they're live. I should listen. And then, oh, what's an interesting <laughs> conversation, you know? I think it's oh, cool. Me. I like, yeah. Well, I like, you know, relaxed sort of podcasts, ones that aren't super structured, you know, so you can be yeah. more flexible yeah. with what you're talking about. So. No, no, thank you so much for being able to have me as a guest. I hope that I can share something that is worthwhile for whoever is listening today or in the future. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, We when we started this uh, podcast, we were thinking, well, let me just say, Sandy is a bit under the weather, and we will have her back next time. But uh, I just wanted to say when we started our podcast, we thought, wouldn't it be nice to just, if we could go to a pub, and at the time I was in Texas and she was in Sweden, if we could go to a pub or something and just just chat and just talk about teacher stuff and just kind of decompress a little bit like you would do after work. And uh, so that's, that's, that's right. And I like, I like how you said it's kind of chill, that kind of, that's, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, no, no stress Saturday chat is really, really our theme. <laughs> that's a great so, great idea thank you um and uh, so we're going to talk about uh education in general but also um uh just the growth challenges and things that that are coming across our our desks as educators and uh we were going to talk about some of the challenges of living internationally and um so uh, what is your experience, Mel, uh, with, with teaching and, and uh, uh, international living? Okay, so a little bit of background, I guess, about me. Since I was like, maybe I should introduce myself. It would be a good <laughs> idea for whoever's out there, whoever doesn't know me, you know. Um, so, yeah, my name is Melissa Aveling, but most people call me Mel. Mel A, like on my Twitter thing, it just says Mel and people are like, who is this person? Um, so I'm Australian, but it's been a while since I lived there. I did start my education journey there. I mean, I was teaching uh, English and mathematics in Australia. Like if you want to do like secondary education, so like high school, like seven to 12, um, you have to do two different methods. Um, so English and maths were my two methods back in the day, more than 10 years ago. And I did teach there for a while and um, in early 2014 I went to a job fair in Melbourne. I'm not from Melbourne by the way um, and yeah I, I was looking at schools actually in China because I'd studied Chinese for so long because uh, oh. my mum's my Malaysian by the way. I'm going to give you my whole life oh. story now apparently. And you'll be able to hear in the background right now, aguacate, which means avocado. This guys, oh, I'm in Colombia, by the way. Oh, okay. So, so there are people just, you know, in the street that walk around with their trolley things saying, 
just shouting out what they're selling, you know. That's, oh, that is, man. So I, I want an avocado now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty big here. There was, like, huge avocados. Um, but, yeah, wow. you'll hear the guy just, just anyway, that was a random aside. Yeah, so I'm in okay. Colombia. So, okay, maybe maybe summary. So, like, Excellent. Australia, then I was in Taiwan, then I'm in Colombia. But, yeah, from Australia, basically, like, for many years I'd studied Chinese because my mom had wanted myself and my two brothers basically to learn the language because even though she's she's from Malaysia, she, a lot of people there do speak Chinese. She doesn't really. She speaks, like, one of oh. the local dialects. And she was like, it'd be good if you can speak with your grandparents and stuff, you know. So oh. she she made sure that we learned it. And so going overseas, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to look at these schools in China to sort of like build on my very terrible Chinese, you know, to get me to use it. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're, I mean, Australia is very multicultural, but, I mean, you can get away with speaking English basically everywhere. Um, you don't yeah. need to know Chinese to communicate you know in mm -hmm, Australia mm -hmm. so I was like you know if I move to a country that basically only speaks that language that's going to force me to use whatever it is that I have and to right. build on that um but then when I got to the job fair everyone was like don't restrict yourself to one country you know that's like limiting wow. yourself I mean you're here there's, so, there's like 60 different schools you know from all around the world but I had no international experience, right? I've been teaching for four, four and a half years or whatever in Melbourne mm -hmm. and I was like, mm -hmm. and most international schools, they're always looking for people that have experience, you know, internationally. People are like, you know, you should be flexible, be open, yeah. just go around and see, you know, what's going on. Um, and so I looked at some other schools. I mean, I was looking at Hong Kong and Singapore, just chatted to some people realized that they were looking for people with way more experience and <laughs> and then I found this guy that was uh at, for a booth for this school in Taiwan I had never really heard of I know one of my friends is from Taiwan but I never actually really knew where it was or anything about it actually <laughs> uh, but anyway I mean I sat and talked to this guy and he's he was from Melbourne and I was like wow and um we had a good mm. chat. I mean, and anyway, I mean, in the end, I ended up having an interview and I got the job to move to Kaohsiung for August 2019. Uh, so 20, 2014, sorry. That's when I left, 2019. But, yeah, I was there for five mm -hmm. years. Wow. So very interesting change, I guess, because it was the IB system. So I was used to, you know, mm -hmm. Australian system. Who knows what that is really, but something <laughs> Aussie <laughs> and crazy. Um, but... Yeah, it was a good, really good to have experience teaching IB. So I was there for five years, had a great community. And then for whatever, and then 2019, I moved here to Colombia, so South America. So you can imagine the uh, interesting um, differences, I guess, culture-wise. I mean, yeah. Australia to Taiwan and then Taiwan to Colombia some good times. I mean, settling in Taiwan wasn't so bad because I think, you know, because I have Asian, some Asian background, I'm sort of a bit more mm -hmm. familiar with Asia. So I was comfortable yeah. there. But, you know, I thought, oh, I'm still young, you know, I should, yeah. I can still go and explore other places. I shouldn't, you know, just limit myself and just stay here forever. And I was like, yeah, going on a bit of an adventure. And of course, coming here, you know, totally different culture. I mean, I knew it was going to be a bit of a shock, but, yeah, you know, something different. So Spanish, right? They speak Spanish in uh, your neck of the woods? 
and it's not uh see uh, i i can kind of relate with uh swedish and english because you can get by definitely speaking english i know zero swedish uh well i know about five words and whatever du duolingo can tell me but um but i understand what you're saying is um it forces you if you live in a place where they don't already speak the language because everyone wants to speak English with me. They, they think, Oh, finally I can talk to a native speaker. But did you learn Spanish before you went to Colombia? Uh, well, jump in? well, I mean, it was like Duolingo, right? So for a couple yeah. of years, <laughs> I mean, 2016, I, I, over my summer break, I went to uh, the US and also Guatemala and El Salvador. And that got me thinking about, like, I, I looked at some really old mm. blogs actually a month ago or so. I used to blog back in the day mm -hmm. about my travels and stuff. And I'd written there, you know, considering maybe teaching in Latin America in the future. And I was like, I don't remember <laughs> writing that at all. I, I was just like, what is this? This is what I thought yeah. back then in 2016. Um, but a couple of my friends, like, was, uh, or close friends that I had in Taiwan, they were looking at moving on after their third or fourth year. So it got me looking at some different schools, I guess, in South mm -hmm. America. And I guess maybe at that point I started, I downloaded the Duolingo app and I was trying to learn Spanish on there. But, you know, Duolingo mm -hmm. in real life, it's um, <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah. quite different, you know. Yeah. The, I mean, the app is good. It makes you feel like, you know, you know some things on the app you're like yeah I've got this streak and I'm doing all this stuff and feel like I'm awesome uh yeah. but yeah no I mean like Taiwan and Colombia are similar in the the idea that most of the people in the country would just speak their native language so like in Taiwan I mean they have Taiwanese but most people mm -hmm. speak Chinese but they use traditional mm. Chinese for the writing and I learned simplified but sort of tell, I mean, some of the words, some of them, it's like, how did you even get from here to here? I mean, it's truly mm. simplified like because they have different <laughs> levels of how the characters have evolved over time and that sort of thing. And mm. I mean, so Taiwan, I mean, I needed to speak Chinese or Taiwanese. Or like, no, right. my mom can speak Hokkien, which is similar to Taiwanese, but we didn't mm. really get taught that. I mean, when we, we just spoke English basically our whole lives. Just for yeah. whatever we learned in school or when we visited my mom's family in Malaysia, sort of improved those language bits and pieces. But, yeah, the language, yeah, no. And when I interviewed with this particular school that I'm at, they did tell me that basically all the meetings are in Spanish. And, I mean, mm. I would teach in English, like, for mathematics, but they just, yeah. that year that I was interviewing, the year before, it was their first time hiring an international teacher for mathematics hmm. and he spoke and he taught in English but I mean prior to that mathematics was almost solely taught in Spanish um yeah it, it, it was I mean I knew so I knew I knew beforehand crazy like it was like for the shock yeah 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 but, I mean I'm alive so yeah right right yeah and it's a you know some that's the that, i think that's the cool the coolness of life is that sometimes it's messy and awkward and uh but you survive it right and you and you learn you never know what little conversations 
can lead to some future adventure or something. And that's, that's what I, I, I try to tell the young people around me is that make friends with people, talk about the world and, 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 you know, kind of lift your eyes and look around because there's so much more than your town. I mean, even if it's in Sweden or if it's in Texas or if it's in Colombia, you know, there's, there's so much more going on and, and uh, it's open. It's open to you. If you just, you just got to take advantage of those, those opportunities. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it can be a challenge though. It's a challenge like to take that step, you know, to actually go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I want to do this. I think it's, it's good to like maybe start at like a, I don't know, a school that's not too crazy or different maybe from where you are or if you want the direct shock immediately I mean just go and do it I guess I just yeah. depends on who you are and how you can deal with different things but yeah. I don't know if I if I'd move directly to Colombia I don't know if I would have coped yeah maybe with that shock of like the language and the culture the culture is so different here like everyone well obviously with the yeah. pandemic it's a little bit different but Everyone likes to hug you. So they all like, and they're very welcoming oh. and very loud. Like where I am, like in Cali, it's like the salsa capital. I do not dance, okay? <laughs> I, I, I enjoy music and I can watch. I mean, if people are dancing, sure. But yeah, I mean, the people here, they're, they're super friendly for sure. I mean, yeah. like super welcoming, but it's like overwhelming in a way. Like it's like when I first got here, like with so all the language, cool. And all the people, I was like, oh, what is this? Wow. Um, but no, I mean, the, the people at the school, it's a good community. You know, good community. Mm -hmm. Did you have a support system? What kind of support system? Like, I know you said Taiwan was one step and then Colombia was more of a bold step. Or did you have support or was it just you and your adventure spirit or... What do you mean by support? As in, uh, did did people tell you you were crazy, or did they? Was there anyone that said, said yeah, ah, okay. you go, girl"? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I don't actually know. I mean, what was I? Do I just remember. Ah, uh, what was it? Um, I think it was January, maybe January twenty nineteen, and. Hmm. I was, oh no, actually in 2018, when I mentioned a, a few of my friends were leaving and so it got me to sort of be, mo I didn't want to leave right then at that point, but just to do some research, you know, at different schools in like Latin mm -hmm. and South America. Um, and yeah, I was looking at Costa Rica, Panama, because my friend from El Salvador that I, you know, that I traveled with um, back in the day, she told me that, you know, for expats and stuff, Costa Rica is pretty friendly for that mm. and they've got really good eco tourism and I really love like nature and that sort of thing yeah. so I was looking at Costa Rica Panama first but then after my research and actually email so I was emailing some tea like uh, the school and then they put me in contact with some people from the school um oh, nice. just to know how it was there and they did yeah. say that cost of living is astronomical like it's so expensive oh. to live there you can't really save anything and at that point in time, I just bought a house in Australia, like as an investment property. 
um, there's people living there and stuff. So, I mean, sure. it sort of helped yeah. me pay back my amazing loan. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I wanted to live in a place that I could save a little bit. Like, I didn't need to be super rich. I mean, that is not my thing. I mean, being a teacher, yeah. you can't really do that. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, but, <laughs> I'm only in it for the I, money. What are you talking about? <laughs> but <laughs> but um, just being able to get so I wanted to be able to survive you know I needed somebody to yeah. survive I didn't want to be worrying the whole time about like the next paycheck and hoping that I have enough money for food or anything like that so I was like okay I'm yeah. gonna look at South America instead but I don't know who I was talking about like t talking to you know you're, you're talking about getting support and people saying yeah you can do this and I don't I'm trying to think like who I spoke to, I don't even know if I spoke to my family. Did I speak to my family about that? I mean, I probably should have. <laughs> I mean, they will probably slight, but they know that I'm pretty independent. I think maybe my mom might worry about me a bit sometimes, but um, mm. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do they come visit yeah. you? Do they come here? visit you in yeah. Colombia? No, I haven't. I've only been here since. August 2019 okay so oh. it was just like six seven months and then it was a pandemic um yeah but my my who came to Taiwan okay so in Taiwan I was there for five years right so the April mm -hmm. that I was going to leave uh, so that I was going to go because the job started in July me and my, my so my mother and I we went to Taiwan together it was, it was sort of like for her maybe to feel like okay mm. you know yes this place will be okay you know we went to the school met some of the people there so for her I think maybe it was like yes I feel okay about this but Colombia didn't do that I mean it was just yeah. it was what it was I mean I, I looked at a, a lot of different options but here it's in this part of the world it's hard to find jobs that start in August actually because a lot of countries in the southern hemisphere um so they use like the February December sort of schedule and finding an IB school because for me going overseas and I knew because knowing that going to South America wherever I was going it was going to be a culture shock and I didn't want it also to be completely different in terms of like curriculum or way of teaching so I was looking so I was like yeah. five years IB I, I know I know what this is about you know inquiry-based learning open-minded stuff just yeah good stuff you know um so I was looking for an IB school and that was also difficult finding schools that had IB for quite a long time yeah. and I was registered with a agency or a company called Search Associates. So they're pretty good for, you know, if you want to look for jobs for going overseas, um, they've got mm. so many different schools and stuff and options, but not so many in South America that were IB. So I actually went to like the IB World School site and searched mm. for schools and actually called them like on Skype oh, and so it was good to like figure out which schools like who could speak English because <laughs> I did it because I think it be taught in Spanish French or English you see and the sites yeah. I was just like it's not clear do they use English or Spanish so it was like some interesting conversations oh. like I emailed like 20 schools or something like that and then didn't get many replies and some I was like okay I need to call them and then you know, this is Duolingo times, okay, so with my yeah. really terrible Spanish. So I was like, no. So the whole time I was just asking, do you guys speak English? <laughs> I mean, I mean, now, now being in Colombia for two and a half yeah. years, I can get by a bit. I mean, I didn't take any official Spanish lessons, but you sort of have to 
sort of pick up stuff yeah, and immersed. stuff. Learning. You're immersed in it. Yes. I mean, I removed Duolingo from my phone maybe a few months ago because I was like, nah, why Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You um, get more, more education just going to the shop probably and talking to people there. Yeah. But coming back to your question about support, sorry, I just went on a whirlwind of who knows no. what. I don't even know what. No, I was, that was Sandy is in the chat. Sandy's alive. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Just saw her there. Hello. <laughs> um, um, I think maybe because there's a stereotype, right, about this part of the world that everyone's just like it's dangerous. Like, how can you teach this drugs oh. and all that sort of thing? Especially like oh. Colombia, they just think of narco's. Like my friends are like. Have you watched Narcos? I mean, you know, Escobar <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And I was just like, oh, oh, yeah. come on. Okay. Um, so may, maybe maybe my parents might have been a bit wary, but they maybe they trust my judgment also. So maybe they're like, okay, I mean, like, you've done the research. You know what it's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, you're willing to go and do whatever it is. Then maybe they're okay with that. Maybe I should yeah. maybe have a... a have a conversation with my parents about that <laughs> see see what the initial reaction really was yeah. i mean well, well you that. had already moved to taiwan you know and survived that and seemed to be flourishing from that so i think maybe maybe their experience with you they trusted you a little bit more to trust yourself and they could probably see you're doing your research and um yeah, I mean, in that in itself, that just that trust is is kind of support. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, taking it step by step. I guess maybe slowly, sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you definitely That'd have to uh, look into things first. I mean, uh, that was really good that you had the um, the IB skills. That and that was kind of your bridge, and you knew. Okay, so here's my strength, and here's what I have to offer. And then, then you went with that. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then arriving here, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a bit much, but because um, <laughs> the school was very different to what I expected. And mm. I mean, just huge, like talk about growth, you know, talk about forcing yourself to get out of your comfort zone and yeah. do whatever. I mean, like that, that is a bit crazy. Um, yeah. But you it's have hard. to just go with it. I mean, like, because originally myself, when I was teaching Taiwan, I mean, I I was not a leader. I wasn't someone that would go out of my way to try to, I don't know, change things or put forward my opinion because I was like, no, because mm -hmm. all the other people there have basically had much more experience than me and they i was learning mm -hmm. a lot from them you know right and then coming here sort of put in a sort of different position i mean i was still the hmm. lowly math teacher don't get too excited okay <laughs> nothing too exciting about that but i mean the people in the team they most of them have been teaching maths for a long time but ib itself and like the mindset mm. of ib the idea of it so different like a lot of mm -hmm. them are still doing like the traditional style of things and i mean the yeah. team is great though i mean like they're very supportive and encouraging and that sort of thing but there were a lot of things that needed to be changed you know basically there right. was a lot of stuff because i'd seen i'd seen how the ib 
works or how it should really work, I guess, generally speaking. Um, yeah. And the, the way things, like how, how the kids should be like open to learning and like just, you know, be more flexible <laughs> with things. But yes, I came here and it was very different. Um, so yeah, I had to, I felt like I had to say something, I guess. And mm -hmm. it was lucky because another teacher had come from another city who had also been at a at a at an IB school. So we both were new to the school. So we mm -hmm. could sort of we sort of had the the power <laughs> in a way <laughs> to change up a few things because we looked at like the curriculum and the structure of what they had mm -hmm. and we were like, what is this? No. Yeah. Um, so we like removed everything and sort of started from scratch. And I mean for the students it was a big like for them to go from what they've been used to for so long and also being taught in mm -hmm. Spanish as well. Big yeah. changes for them because they're so used to maths being like a right and wrong sort of thing, you know, mm, and yeah. not really the process. No, I mean, they like to write in pencil so they can erase anything that might be wrong. Um, right. You know, any evidence. Right. And I was just like, that's the most important part, guys. Um, <laughs> and they're used to being told the answers, like, okay, what's the answer to this? Yes, tell me the formula. Yeah. Um, so, yes, another type of interesting challenge and experience, I guess. <laughs> so that's kind of like taking, taking, taking advantage of being the new kid, you know? You can say, well, we're new here, you and the, this other teacher, we're new here and this is the way we're going to do it, right? You know, and then uh, just have your, um, you know, in, insert some new new way of doing things. So that's, 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 that kind of change I think is very exciting and is good because I think, and that's why you were hired probably because of your international experience and, and experience with, with IB. That's great. That's neat. Maybe. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Don't know why I was we'll high, see. but I'm here anyway. I mean. Yeah. Yep. Is what it is. Yes. True. So what what does inspire you? What what uh, why do why do you come to school every day? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting reasons, I guess. I guess like teaching is one of those things where like every day is different. You know, every session is. Mm -hmm is different even if you have the same group of kids it's different i mean you don't know how they're going to act or react to certain things or how willing or motivated they're going to be on a particular day it's a very interesting type of job i guess but for me i guess it's just seeing the students grow or like being able to be open to learn different things in different ways and just seeing that develop over you know the time that you are with them and mm -hmm. they sort of push us you know as educators to change and also to like listen and to be like okay so maybe this way is not working so what's another way that we could do this or what is working what is effective you know mm -hmm. i think it's just the idea of being able to continuously develop you know i i'm guessing there are maybe some jobs that you're not necessarily being pushed you know to Maybe you're pushed to go to a higher position, but I mean, just for yeah. you personally to develop and to change your way of doing whatever it is you're doing, um, 
think teaching is one of those jobs that does that, you know. And there's there's so much to the to this profession. It's not just like being in the classroom or whatever. It's a lot. And like for and I know Greta's in the chat. She's my friend from Argentina. Oh, wonderful! Cool. Yes, yeah, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our She's students awesome do person. inspire um, us. Yes, absolutely. And challenge. I mean, it is it is what it is. It is very interesting. I'm just going to say interesting basically all the time because that <laughs> that is what it is. But I mean, like I've gone through many different stages. I mean, when I was leaving Australia, I honestly didn't know if I still wanted to be a teacher. I mean, I was I'd been allocated to teach all these subjects that I was not interested in at all. And mm. I mean, the team, again, all the places that I've worked at, like the team that I've been with have been amazing, like amazing educators, you know. Yes. But then when you're asked to teach subjects that you're just like, I mean, no, <laughs> I don't want to. Um, and I was just, I was just finding it hard to like try to engage students. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I was like, it's time for me to, to look elsewhere, like to look overseas. And so moving to Taiwan sort of reawakened maybe my teaching spirit. <laughs> or like and I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, I still want to be a teacher, you know. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, it's been quite the interesting road, say that. Yes, yeah. And just think of all the stories now you'll have to share with your students for um, <laughs> encouragement to them, you know. That that's great. That is so cool. Yeah, that is the thing about like communicating with students and stuff. Like, sorry, just what you just mentioned about stories that I could share with them. Because previously, I just wouldn't share anything with students. I mean, I'm a very closed off sort of person, mm. generally speaking, until mm -hmm. like the pandemic. So the pandemic, you know, oh. forced a lot of us out of our comfort zones and yeah. got us to try to I guess explore different ways which we could connect with students you know that we could yeah. engage them you know the virtual land and I realized mm -hmm. that building relationships with students was a really important thing and and I've said this before but I'm just like I know it's I know it's very sad you know 10 years more than 10 years of teaching you're like oh yes actually relationships are important aha uh -huh. <laughs> you know it's, it's um <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, the pandemic pandemic is the thing that taught me that. And I was like, okay, so communication with students, super important and just getting their feedback and then chatting to them and just understanding who they are and working with that. I think yeah. that's something that's, yeah, I, I really, like I, I wouldn't be on like a live like this either. I mean, like this past year, I've just done a lot of stuff that originally I just would not have done. And a lot of it is yeah. through like, people I've connected with on Twitter and that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. yes, lots of influences, you know, people that push you and. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah, the connections are, uh, I think in the, this past year is, has shown us that we are, there are so many similarities and that we're all going through very similar experiences, even though we may be far apart, you know, so I think that uh, it's, it's, it's emboldened me, I know, to reach out and, and talk to different people and, and uh, uh, ask them to come and chat a little bit. And um, 
you know, I, I'm not going to die if somebody says no. <laughs> you know, you you just, and, and there, there was a time in my life when I wouldn't ask because I was afraid of being told no, you know? And so um, it's now it's like, what the hell? <laughs> Just, yeah, just go out, right? Just go out and contact people and yeah. message people all the time. I mean, that's just, yeah. It's just taking that step, you know, because right. like, right. Just, just because it's so easy just to do your own thing and just feel like you're all comfortable, like warm in your own little bubble. Yeah. But then once you yeah. take that first step to get out of that, I mean, there's someone there, you know, to guide you, to help you out, from your PLN. And you can just keep going, you know, instead of mm -hmm. so your thing just your comfort zone actually becomes much larger than whatever it was. Right. Before. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, you're never really leaving your comfort zone. It's just getting bigger. Oh my gosh, we that's a book. We need to write that down. That's <laughs> that's a great idea. A book growing me. comfort zone. That is so brilliant. That's great. Love it. Thank you so much, so, so much for coming and chatting, chatting today. And I wish Sandy was here. She would love this. Well, Greta, so, Greta's in the, in the chat saying that she wants to be more like you, you know? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, I don't know. We all have Maybe. something different to offer, whether we know yeah. it or not, or admit it or not, you know? That's what true. it is. That's true. We're unique and we do we do have our own unique abilities to offer. I agree. Um, well, you are welcome back anytime. And uh, is there anything else that you want to add that you feel like, oh, I should have said this because I want to give you the chance to say that now, because if you're <laughs> anything like me, we're talking about being like people. Um, as soon as I click end broadcast, I'm going to think, oh, I should have asked her something. So. <laughs> so I'd say, I guess maybe, okay, like what Greta's talking about saying that she's always afraid to ask. She's oh. someone that's a great example of someone that I think has gone way out of her comfort zone as someone that mm. wouldn't usually, well, I don't know, Greta can, can correct me if I'm wrong, if not, but. I mean, she's someone that wouldn't have usually shared, I mean, as much as she would have previously or gone on live to speak and that sort of thing, like with her community. She's part of a GEG in, in Buenos oh, Aires wonderful. in Argentina. Um, but she's someone that's really inspiring. Like she creates a lot of stuff and shares things, and but she's shy, you know, she's like, oh, <laughs> no. And then, well, I'm going to put I all her comments like, <laughs> up here. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the comments. I mean, she's someone that will write in the comments, but not necessarily be as vocal. But now she, I mean, we, we chat mm -hmm. on a daily basis usually. But I'd say like for people, like whoever's watching or listening, I mean, don't be afraid to actually take that step or reach out, you know, to connect with people. And I think that that is the first sort of thing. I mean, grow your, your PLN on, on like Twitter. I know a lot of people are like, what, what is Twitter? Um, what is this thing? I don't need that. I mean, but it's amazing for educators. I mean, like if you're not on there, you need to get on there and you have, we have amazing community on there and you don't know who you're going to connect yeah. with, but who's going to like inspire you or you might inspire them. I mean, they encourage you to Absolutely. share stuff. I would not have shared things. I mean, now I share a lot of stuff. Okay. But I, 
did not use it because I was like, who's going to want to see that? I mean, really. Um, but then due to, due to some people's encouragement, you know, I put that there. And, you know, because this is about what well, this chat was originally about, I guess, international experiences and just growing. And, you know, if you are considering, you know, going overseas, I mean, just just do it. I mean, just reach out. You can connect to me or, I mean, Karen, Karen's. Yeah, absolutely. She's overseas in a different country <laughs> as well. I mean, if you want to hear about experiences or just like just any advice about teaching internationally and the sort of, I don't know, how to go about it. If you're like, well, I'm interested, but I have no idea. There's just too much information. And I guess it is like that now. I mean, yeah, um, there's just so much out there. You're just like, too overwhelming. I don't know what to do. But I mean, I'd say just just need to take that step, you know, even if it is just reaching out right. to a school or signing up with like search associates, whatever it is, but you're not going to regret it. Okay. It might be a huge challenge, right. but it'll yeah. Yeah. Learn so much from that experience. That's right. And uh, you learn just even making that connection with someone else internationally or locally or wherever. Uh, that in itself is reaching out and is enriching both people. I think, I think just, just that in itself, it may not ever lead to you going out of the country, but it may lead to you, uh, just thinking uh, about the world as a bigger place. So, so I think, I think Absolutely. that's great. Absolutely. I think just communication, communications and connections, yeah. just don't say like, don't, don't, you know, draw up like a wall or like a cross on everyone. Like, no, it's just me. Don't, don't come near me. I mean, just need to take that step and just reach out if you do need any advice at all. And I want to say a big thank you to Karen and sorry to Sandy. I mean, I hope you're feeling better, but um, thanks so much for, you know, allowing me to be on your show to share yeah. random bits and bobs about my weirdo life. Um, you know, that's, yes. it is what it is. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. And um, you're welcome back anytime. And to our listeners, you're welcome to share this. And uh, we're found on um, all the excellent podcast uh, outlets out there. And uh, we're just happy to be here. And uh, thank you again for listening. And Mel, have a great evening, a great day. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.